And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's story, Sammy the Lazy Starter. Heading towards Beaver Brook, the Jeep Wrangler was perilously navigating the mountain terrain. The rain pouring down meant flash floods in these parts. Gully washer is what they call it. The rain on the soft top popped like you were in a Jiffy Pop popcorn bag. The Jeep groaned and whined in four-wheel drive low gear at no more than two miles an hour as the windshield wipers were no match for the downpour. It was a slippery, treacherous mountain road for sure, and to add to the adventure, you could hardly see. Under the hood, there was quite a rumble, arguing, even firing off at one another, comparing who was the most important under the hood. Cameron the camshaft lobbed his complaint. If I don't give that pushy Peter push rod a lift every millisecond, nobody around here is going to get to run on time. Plus, I do my rounds every moment we're running. Never a break. Not like that lazy Sammy starter. He does his thing and he's done. You guys would never have the power you have without my lift. Cranky old Kramer crankshaft bellowed back. Are you kidding me? If you want a top lift, your little pick sweep lobes ain't nothing to my Preston piston pushing action. Why, if I go, the whole engine seizes. I crank out more work than anyone, especially Sammy. His cranks are just for starters. I'm the main course around here. While the bickering went on under the hood, the Jeep made its way back to the bank of the Beaver Brook. Jimmy, the Jeep driver, swung the soft top door open to see the depth of the brook since he couldn't see through the windshield. It looked safe enough, no more than six inches or so. Jimmy's focus was what if he could make it home that night, totally removed from the dispute under the hood. Hey, man, you need to stop blowing smoke, puffed Eduardo exhaust pipe. Let me share my manifold wisdom with you. Sammy spins his wheels for a few seconds, and he's escape, man. Exhausted. It's siesta time for Sammy. It's always siesta time for Sammy. <laughs> you boys been hanging out in the hood so much, you got it pulled over your eyes. If you're talking firepower, no one moves around here without a little ignition. Without the arc of my spark, y'all would be forced to park. I can fire away all day, not lay on the hay like Sammy starter, hey, hey. So sputtered spider. The spark plug. Sammy can run rings around y'all, defended Penelope Piston. Why you boys stop fuming before you blow a gasket? Arnold Alternator appeared shocked by all this as he responded with his snooty charges. Obviously, you ruffians aren't wired for real work. You have no idea how to conduct yourselves. You, Spider, would have no firepower if it weren't for my flow of power. I believe I have grounds for being far above all of you, especially Sammy's daughter. He never keeps plugging away like the rest of us. Those words were hardly out of Arnold's mouth when the water came crashing through the grill. Cool it! cried Randy Radiator as the water poured through Randy and filling the whole engine compartment. I think we're hosed, dudes! Looks like the whole reservoir is coming our way! Meanwhile now, Jimmy was feeling the water soaking his shoes and socks as it filled the floorboards of the Jeep. Jimmy gripped the wheel and tried to urge it forward. The second rush of water came down the brook like a wall. The sound of the rain was drowned out by the sound of Wild River Rapids. Again, the water poured through the grill, this time making its way to Ida Intake. Before she knew what was happening, she took a big swallow. I'm choking! I'm choking! She cried as the water drowned out the engine, stalling it for good. With the next wave, Jimmy knew he had only moments till the brook would be a death trap. More water coming and Sugar Falls less than an eighth mile away. 
With the engine stalled, water pouring in every side, Jimmy wondered, should he stay belted in and drown or try to swim for it before he made the falls over 300 feet straight down to Beaver Valley? That's when his daddy's words came through the noise and fear. Pray, don't panic. Jimmy's faith was stirred, and he simply prayed, Lord, help me. I don't know what to do. No sooner did the prayer come out of his mouth than he remembered, since this is a manual transmission, my Jeep will pull forward just using the starter. Jimmy pulled it down into Granny Low, took his foot off the clutch, and turned the key. Wah, 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 wah. It was moving. In spite of all this negativity, Bernie Battery remained positive. This was certainly the acid test he had trained for all his life. We're in a war till we're discharged, he cried. Sammy the starter was screaming, having been grounded and coiled for this kind of action, yet never having this kind of brush with death. Womp, womp, womp. He kept turning with all he had. Bernie the battery was shocking the whole group with his energy when Sammy seemed to be waning. Womp, womp, womp. Was this all he had? Just then, something turned. Eduardo Exhaust started shouting. Come on, Sammy, man, you can do it. Followed by Cameron Crankshaft. Come on, Sammy. You're no amateur armature. Then the whole engine compartment started to chant. Crank it, Sammy. Crank it, Sammy. Crank it, Sammy. Jimmy yelled, just another couple feet and we'll be up on the hill. Bernie and Sammy gave the last boost and the Jeep lurched up onto the hillside, escaping the oncoming eight-foot wall of water. We did it, Sammy yelled. No, we didn't do it, Sammy, Arnold protested. You did it. You and Bernie. The rest of us were useless once the engine stopped. Sammy smiled and said, I know what you mean. That's what I always thought. It was really hard back then when I was doing nothing. I was idling and you guys were doing all the work. Then, the one that designed us, the great engineer, came to me when I was totally discouraged and I felt like I deserved the lazy names I was taunted with. He shared how we each had his amazing ingenuity, designed and locked deep inside us. And one day, he would call on me to do something miraculous, something that only I could do because I had a little piece of him inside me, something that no one else had. He knew I could contribute that which no one else could as long as I reflected him, his love his strength and his design. Then my time came. He told me he'd been preparing me all my life to reflect his marvelous design. Yet the coolest thing the great engineer told me was that alone, I wouldn't be all he designed. He told me that I would need all of you and all of your hopes and prayers and talents. He explained that the glorious beauty of his design would begin to take shape only when all of us reflected our special part. Then it would explode into a glory unimaginable when we could see what he, the great engineer, designed in each of us. So when I began to see what each of you could do, the thing that he designed, then I quit looking to compare myself with you, but saw the great engineer I love, I saw his reflection in you. Then pure joy came when I turned back to the great engineer to understand my role and not try to be one of you guys. The moment you guys started to cheer for me, I felt him, the great engineer, he was smiling down as his design saved Jimmy. Sammy explained as he smiled and spun one more time further up the hill.